Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. This month, we are teaming up with igotout.org, a consortium of cult survivors supporting the I Got Out movement of activism and education to help shine light on the commercial cults more commonly known as multi-level marketing. Throughout the month of November, follow along with us on social media as we share MLM statistics, cult education, survivor stories, and ways that you can join in on the movement. Visit igotout.org to share your MLM experience and share your I Got Out selfie using the hashtags I Got Out and I Got Out of an MLM on social media. Freedom of thought is a universal human right. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we have a very special guest. I'm going to introduce you to Lori Hale. Lori, please introduce yourself. Well, I am 59 years old. I started in my first MLM when I was 19. That was back in 1981. That was 40 years ago. I'd been, uh, what shall we say, uh, introduced to that line of work by my mother, who was an Avon rep on the side as I was growing up. And then my father, after they split up when I was eight, he was constantly doing, he had something going on, going on, going on. And so I guess those seeds were planted for me that that might be an option for a viable income, side income. Yeah. And, and so really quickly, um, you have been in a lot of MLMs and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all of this, but to just preface this conversation, anybody listening right now, I want them to know how many MLMs you were in. I was in 19 different companies, 29 times. Wow. 29 different instances of you joining a multi-level marketing company. Mm -hmm. That is, that is, Wow. Sad. It's sad when I look back on it. I think it is now that I've realized and recognized behaviors, destructive behaviors related to what was going on in my life each time I, I joined one of those. It, I think it, it's sad. That's why I want to talk about it and share it with people and make them aware of the behaviors and the way the companies behave, targeting yeah, people. Absolutely. And you were like, like bred into it. You're saying your mom and your dad were both pretty heavy into them and you joined your first one as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. It was that creative circle stitchery parties um, that was so popular in the seventies and eighties because my oldest sister was a circle leader. She made a lot of side income doing those. And she was my authority at the time. And I thought, oh, I want to be like her and make all this money. But it was a side income. Like I said, if something happened to her husband, she could not live off the income she was making from Creative Circle. We grew up Mormon in the Mormon church. And we were always told the women were to stay at home, but yet go to college, get a degree to have in case something happened to the husband. And then you did something out of the house to supplement the family's income. And that's why the MLMs always appeal always appealed to us. And I'm not a Mormon anymore. I have to say that now. That's another whole other issue. Um, but we were always bred to believe that, yeah, you could do the side gig out of the house and help with family income. That's why there's so many MLMs in Utah. 
Yeah, you know, and we did talk about that with Ryan McKnight a few months ago on the podcast about the similarities between LDS and MLM. And you're you're absolutely right. It's almost as if you're born and bred to to do this, and and it's just very commonplace and very normal. Yeah, yeah, very normal. That's, that's yeah. I didn't see anything wrong with this until just the past few, probably the past three and a half years, that I start noticing stuff. <laughs> Like this isn't like I'm spending all this money buying all these tools to start this business. And here we go again down this little rabbit hole trying to build this business and it's not going anywhere. And something inside of me just didn't feel right prospecting all my friends and, and meeting new people so I could prospect them. I want to meet new people to connect with them as friends, not not because I want to sell them my product or my business model. Right. That now that now I know is exploiting them and gonna take advantage of them and isn't going to match anything. So, yeah. Right. That commodification of our closest relationships is one of like, like think the scammiest parts of multi-level marketing, right? Like you're being indoctrinated and lured into a cult by someone who's like your best friend, your family member, your neighbor, someone that you just inherently trust every single day. So why would they ever bring any sort of opportunity to you that would be harmful? That's right. And most of those people, they didn't realize at the time what they were doing. They, they, they were successful with what they were doing in their business, but they didn't think they were perpetuating this, this predatory mindset with, the, with these MLM companies. When I look back at all the people who signed me up, there was, there was a couple, couple of rascals, I guess I can call them that, who knew what they were doing and deceiving people. But uh, most of them, they were genuinely thinking they were helping people and they were helping themselves and they didn't see anything wrong with it. Absolutely. So here's a question that I get asked a lot and you most likely will be able to answer this as well because you've gone through it. But a lot of times people will ask me, why do people leave one MLM and then join another MLM over and over and over again. And we find here talking to most people on the show that the average is somewhere between three to five MLMs before people wake up. Your, yours was 29. That's totally fine. Some <laughs> of us take a little longer than others. Um, but why do you think that you went from MLM to MLM so easily and never saw it until recently? Because if, like when I joined Creative Circle, it was no longer becoming a trend as a product. And so something in my mind said, you know, I, I like selling on the side and getting people together with these parties. All I need to do is find the right product. And that was when I met this lady selling Tupperware in Kmart parking lot where I worked. And she was, and I thought, I know Tupperware because I grew up with Tupperware in my home. My mother used to support her coworkers who sold Tupperware. So I'd gone to Tupperware parties. I knew it was a good product. And I thought, that's a good product. That's a product I could sell. And people need that. Back in the 80s, that was the best storage product that was on the market. We have so much 1980s Tupperware, like still, that's, that <laughs> yeah. is still around. And it's funny because yeah. like, I'm, I'm so anti-MLM, but to me, when it's so far removed like that, it's now become really kitschy for me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I have some like old Tupperware scoops and like my sugar jar, like random weird old stuff. 
Um, and it's like, I, I see, and I'm like, oh, like my butter dishes, Tupperware. I'm like, oh my God, this is tough. I've, my, I've had it my whole life and it's Tupperware. Yeah. yeah. And when I was doing my, on my YouTube channel, I was doing my video talking about the first time I came into Tupperware, I'm pulling this stuff out. The, the, the scoop, not the scoop, it's the funnel that we used to make big chocolate kisses with. And I had part, kiss parties and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing a Tupperware demo on my anti MLM YouTube video. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to do that. And I had to oh explain my myself in my video because I thought I just wanted to show that, you know, after all these years, I still have some of this stuff in my house because they're good. It was a good product. But yeah. now you can just go to the dollar store and get Gladware or Rubbermaid or whatever and, and not spend so much money. And you're not feeding into this predatory business model that's made to scam people. Absolutely. And that's like my favorite thing to bring at Thanksgiving. I always bring my own like Gladware so I can take home leftovers. <laughs> it's that bad. People are always like, take, take. And so I bring my own containers and at the dollar store, you can get them like for a dollar. It's great. Oh yeah. A whole stack of them. You know, that's what I get anymore by now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but back in the eighties, they didn't have that. They're, they're, you just didn't have that. You had like glass Pyrex with fancy lids that were like, don't break my Pyrex. And <laughs> Like, so Tupperware came along and it answered, or it, you know, it checked off so many boxes for people. It, it really was an innovative product. Unfortunately, it's an MLM that happens a lot. We have a lot of really, you know, good products that are MLMs and that's part of it, right? Like that's part yeah. of it. One well, and, and answer your original question about why joining so many. Originally, when I joined Tupperware, it was direct selling. It wasn't network marketing and it wasn't um, focusing on recruiting. It wasn't until I was in the second or third time that I um, noticed and was pitched the idea of signing up your best customers to become reps under you and you can make this extra money. And I'm thinking, but then I'm going to lose my best customers. Um, my sister would have a party for me a month because she loved having parties and loved buying the products. And if... Um, if I sign her up as a rep, then there goes the income. That doesn't make any sense to me. And then that was when I started to think, this is weird. This is really weird that they're trying to get you to recruit people. And instead of more than selling the product, which if you want to be a manager in Tupperware, you have to sell, is it like 5,000 a month to, to maintain getting that ban? Otherwise they take it away from you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure when Tupperware went like officially MLM. Um, I know Avon didn't become an MLM until 2005. Was it really that late? Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because Avon was the one I joined the most times. I joined it six times and Tupperware I joined five times because, okay, so because we, we're a military family. So my um, I was in the, in the army 12 years. My husband did 22 years in the, in the air force. And every time we moved, I had to start all over again. Thank you for your with, service. Um, but why, why do you have to continue to start? Like, why do you start well, over and over again? Tupperware it's based on in your geographical location, you have a distributor. It's usually a couple that owns where you're going to get your product from. It doesn't come straight from like Tupperware headquarters and they support you. They have their management meetings, they have their rallies. Oh God, Mondays, their business rallies that you're required to go to as a rep. They supply all the, the business side of the house to you. So when you move, like the first, like 
Uh, um, Riverside, California was the last place I was, I was a rep and that's my hometown. When I moved, moved to San Antonio, if I wanted to start Tupperware again, I had to work with the local distributorship. And then that means too, starting all over again with the team. And Avon was the same way. Uh, you wanted to work with your local distributorship and local, they didn't call it distributorship, your local district. And you, so you had to start all over again every time. And it might be different now because I got out of Avon 10, 11 years ago. And so I don't know now how the e-commerce thing has affected them. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't know that about Tupperware that yeah. it's a regional thing. So when you join Tupperware, do they say, no, there's too many reps or is they just oversaturate? Oh no, oh no, they oversaturate the market. So then it doesn't um, make sense to have these like arbitrary regions that you have to leave and join another one if if the saturation isn't even an issue. Like what's the, what's the point of the region? Right, I, I never could understand that either because I had my aunt in Vegas who would buy Tupperware for me and my cousin. And I'd go visit them and I'd take them Tupperware and we'd have a, on paper a party and I'd turn it into my distributorship and get the credit for it. But yet they're both in Las Vegas um, and I was in California at the time, if that makes any sense. So sometimes I could fudge it paperwork that way, but, and actually they didn't tell me that you can't sell outside of California you've got friends and family that want to buy just from you, they don't want to buy locally, that's fine. Now, Avon at the time was different. They're different now. They've changed over the years because Avon, when I first joined Avon, I had a territory. I could only go sell in my neighborhood and I did not like knocking on doors. I didn't think it was safe. And that was in 82, 83. And then they changed over the years too, where you got your website and then you could start doing business with whoever you wanted to, but you still had to work with that local district. So it doesn't make any sense when I think about it now. And I remember when they pitched the idea of building a team, leadership. Now, and this was back in 1999, when my, my mentor in A1, she told me that she was making, how much money she was making on the side as a leader, signing people up. She was making $800 a month that paid her mortgage. And for her, she was happy with that. And I was thinking, but you're doing this all the time. She's working like 70 hours a week to make $800 a month. Really? She was a widow living off her pension from her husband and then making $800 a month work on 70 hours a week. I just, to me, that just, I, I, I thought, I don't want to eat, drink and sleep Avon. I had a baby at the time and I wanted to raise him. I liked the products and I wanted to get them the cost. I didn't want to pay retail for them. And I had friends, neighbors that wanted to buy. And so that's what I would do. And I, I made President's Club, which meant I sold $300 a campaign, $600 a month. And then I'd make it's between 25 to 35% of that. You do the math on that and you think about how much that is. That's nothing really. Yeah. I mean, we do the math change. sometimes. And it, it really ends up being, yes, pocket change. I did the math and I think on average, the average MLMer makes less than prison wages per hour. Yeah. It's more profitable to be in prison than to be in an MLM, <laughs> which is, I mean, arguably also a prison. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because my garage was full of inventory products I bought to have. And my mentor, she would have garage sales 
almost every weekend to sell off her inventory because you'd buy your stuff. And if, if there was a customer that didn't like what they had, and maybe they had a pair of shoes and they didn't fit and they wanted to send them back. Well, you're going to get your, it'll go in the negative for your sales. So then you don't get your bonus. So you don't want to send it back. And I remember every year I would have, when I lived in Vegas, I would have a, at this time of the year, it was like the weekend before Thanksgiving, I would have what was a uh, open house and it was a merchandising open house. I would have all of my inventory to sell at cost. So I broke even and I'd have a friend from church who did the tastefully simple. She, you know, those little, the tasty, she'd come and do a demo and another friend of ours who made her own bath and body stuff and tote bags. And, and we'd have it all ready for people to just from church to come and do their Christmas shopping through us. They just came for the social aspect of it. And I would sell off my inventory because I didn't want to send it back to A1 because they frown on it. They're like, why are you wanting to send some back $200, $300, $400 worth of inventory? You're supposed to be selling this stuff. Well, <laughs> and this was in like the 1990s? This was 2010. Oh, this was 2010. Okay. That was so that's interesting because you were talking about Avon in 1999 and, and, and things I was, where it was a lot my, more sales-based being a director and regional director, all these things, a lot more sales-based. Now you're talking about 2010 where it's a lot more like, you can't send this back. Like, we'll take it out of your bonus. Like, because now it's an MLM. It's been an MLM for five years in 2010. And you're seeing those scammy tactics where you're oh like, I guess gosh. I just have to go to the ward and throw everything out on the table and sell it at cost to not have it taken out of my bonus. I mean, that's absurd. <laughs> yeah, you put it right there in perspective, Roberta. I love it. <laughs> you said it better than I could. Um, that's right. Because the ward wouldn't let me. I had to do it at my house. So oh my yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, thank goodness. Thank goodness that your ward was like, uh-uh, no. Thank goodness. They uh, were supportive. Um, they were very supportive of me. Most of my customers were ward members. Yeah. Yeah. That affinity fraud, it, it's, it's there, right? It's that you just, that's the thing is like in church, you want to support everybody in church and they support you and you support them. And we all see each other. And it's really fun. Um, and so when these like scammy snake oil things come in, people aren't going to be like, people are still going to trust you and they're still going to want to support you. And they're not going to be sitting there on their phone doing their research really quick before they buy oils from you. They're going to be like, oh my God, it's so nice to see you, Lori. I will get one of these for Christmas. I love peppermint or whatever, you know? So it, it always looks like, like it's just friends helping out friends. It is, but I had an, I had a seed planted early on that caused me to become skeptical, which is interesting. When my mom remarried when I was 17, my stepfather, he was very adamant about not having MLMs in his house because he knew my mother had supported her friends at work who were doing their little side gigs with Tupperware and Princess House and Sarah Coventry. And the lady in the ward who was my mother's visiting teacher was an Avon rep and she was a big she was really good at what she did. She'd come over to the house to do a visiting teaching and sneak in Avon products to show my mom. And my mom would buy them. But, oh, my God, if my, my Joe, my stepfather, ever found out, he would have a fit because he said those companies are predatory and they rely on people selling their wares in people's houses. And I will not have my house used as a marketplace for them to sell their wares because they're predatory. And I, I thought, thought about what he said. And I was thinking... 
God, you know what? He's right. He's right. And I didn't like the way the visiting teacher was going around behind his back to my mom. And my mom was buying stuff, hiding it in the house somewhere where he wouldn't find it. And I just thought, God, that is so weird. And when, when I had gotten into Tupperware and then I was going to join the army, I was still selling Tupperware on the side and I was waiting for my orders to come through. I had to move back home with him for a while. I couldn't bring the Tupperware in the house. I had to leave it at my sister's and I couldn't sell it while I was living in his house. So that ended my, my time with Tupperware at that point. And then I went in the army and I went overseas to Germany. So there was four years there that I didn't do an MLM because I didn't know you could do it over there. If I'd found out about it, I would have done it. I would have sold it to all my fellow soldiers on the side. I love your honesty and I love Joe's honesty and his ability <laughs> to see like what it was. Um, wow. And it reminded me of like the hiding it from the husband. That was something that happened a lot. And I still see happen a lot in MLMs, but in LuLaRoe, a lot of people had a thing on their like form and it was highly encouraged to put this because it was so cheeky and fun and cute that you can be like, click here if you want this to be a quote unquote free gift so you can hide it from your husband. So I'll include a note that says, congratulations on winning the raffle. Enjoy your free outfit. <laughs> I was like, wow, not only are we like, you know, saying you should lie to your husband, we're like helping you do it. <laughs> like, I was like, that is absurd, absurd. You know, I just remembered something. When I was in Little Rock and we were stationed there with the Air Force, I, as a visiting teacher, I had one lady, one sister I was teaching. Her husband was very much against the church. He would only let me come to the house to sell his wife, Avon. And I would give a visiting teaching message while I was there selling her Avon. It was the opposite of what my mom's visiting teacher did. God, I just remembered that. Isn't that weird? That's funny that you had to piggyback the, the church onto the MLM because he allowed the MLM and not the church. I never hid anything from my husband. That's the thing. Because we, when we got married, we said we would always tell each other stuff. And he and I, we got into MLMs together, Herbal Life and Amway. And oh, God, that's when the culty, the really culty, culty, culty stuff starts coming in. Yeah. So let's talk about that, right? Let's talk, okay. let's talk about the culty aspects of MLM that you experienced and which MLMs that you were in that you felt were cultier than the other ones. And I know, cause people are always like, that's a good one. They're all bad. They're all culty in their own way. They're all predatory in their own way. Um, but there definitely are ones that are far worse than the bad ones. So yes. <laughs> we all know yes. it. This way. everything is bad and we're just going to get into varying degrees of worseness as we go. Yes. So when I got married in 1992 and my husband within, let's see, we got married in July and in November, he joined the Air Force. And at that time I had been out of Avon. No, I've been out of Tupperware. Let's see how long have I been out. Well, cause I had to move, I had to move up to San Jose from Riverside. So I had to leave a uh, Tupperware behind. It was probably within a year. I joined back up, up there in the San Jose area when he went to basic training and started selling Tupperware, and this was when I could see how signing up a team of people, I would make all this extra money. And then lo and behold, we get sent to Riverside back to my hometown for his our first duty station. And I have to pick up and I have to start all over again. And I did, because I thought that was all I could do. And I was going to school full time. And then 
he finds, my husband finds this flyer somewhere about selling weight loss products and it was herbal life. And so I didn't, I hadn't heard of herbal life. I didn't know what they were, but I knew that their thermogenic cream, I was using it on my legs for cellulite. And wow, it worked. It was, didn't smell that great, but it was making the fat go away. The problem with it is, okay, this is 1993 and I'm, it's $45 for a tube of that stuff. And you have to use it three times a day. If you stop using it, the fat comes back. So, <laughs> so how big sorry, is this wait, tube? This tube is a tube's like this, and you go through it in a week. If you use it the way they want, that's forty-five dollars a week. Nineteen ninety-three is money, and he's an E three in the Air Force. That's not very much money. And I was selling Tupperware at this time, and by this time, I was a manager for the first time. Big deal, and I was. I had promoted my first manager. And this is when I was starting to watch all my best customers becoming my reps. And I was like looking at this going, wow, okay. So I, if I want that van, I'm going to really have to hustle doing parties five, six, seven nights a week, going into the Kmart parking lot with my car, doing what they call friend finding, sending out a blanket and showing products and catching people as they come and go from Kmart asking if they want a free product or they got any Tupperware that's chip broken and peeling that I can replace for them just so I can get their phone number and, and call them later to try to sell them to get a, have a party. And I didn't like that. I just felt like it was ingenuine. I don't like being ingenuine with people. I like being transparent. Yeah. Well, wow. That is like so predatory and that was in the 90s like that's how you get recruiting in the 90s was hanging out at yeah. Kmart parking lot yeah yeah because this is pre-internet so that's yeah that's what you did and then and so he comes home with this flyer and we go meet the Herbalife upline and they want couples they want couples in this together doing this and the big upline is this woman that's in Hawaii driving around in her convertible Corvette with her tennis diamond tennis bracelet and so that's the that's what they're feeding to us that this can be you and this is the formula you need to follow to to be that and it was buying nine thousand dollars worth of inventory so we maxed out two credit cards and we were putting flyers on people's cars in like walmart parking lot or the supermarket parking lot and trying to get people in so we could sign up under us and we got like one of his coworkers, a couple who was interested in the weight loss products. And then another one of his coworkers, another couple, because they had a tea that had guarana in it. That was, it was actually a decent product, but not everybody can handle guarana very well. And it was expensive. And all these people are like E2s and E3s in the Air Force. They don't make very much money. And so this is who we were trying to sell to. And, and I, didn't like the idea of maxing out two credit cards like that just for the inventory. And after about six months, we weren't making any money at all because people don't, can't afford to be buying $45 worth of cellulite cream every week on an yeah. increased salary. That's just crazy. And at the same time, this is what was funny was our, our couple, uh, my, it was my husband's best friend, coworker. He and his wife had signed up an Amway. And so, because um, another one of their coworkers 
was in Amway and they were signing up all their coworkers. And um, I knew I'd heard about Amway because my dad had been in Amway in the 70s selling soap. And I, so I knew it was selling soap. But the way they talked, it was the language they used, you know, we're, we're going to be winners. And in two years, we can have a six-figure income, blah, blah, blah. And so they had this house meeting. And we went to the house meeting, and he's drawn the circles on the board with the dry erase board. And he was very charismatic. And I thought, but the thing was, everybody was, that was there was all of my husband's coworkers and their wives. It was like a social club. And I thought, wow, these guys seem like they're going places, you know? And we just spent all this money on herbal life. And we, so we put in our resignation and left herbal life. But it was so funny that our biggest customer was the husband and wife that signed us up in Amway. Okay. So, and we, and we signed up and we bought a kit, which was $125 at that time, where you get the SA8 laundry soap and you get some of the toilet cleaner and there's a couple other things in there. And, um, and it was all really good product, but um, I had to hold my breath hoping that that check wasn't going to bounce because we didn't have money. Uh, what did you do with the $9,000 worth of Herbalife that you had? Some of it went down the toilet. I'm sorry to say this because um, it was supplements that you pop, pills you pop twice a day to burn fat. They were metabolized. Let me do that. Boosting your metabolism. And it was part of the cream. And so some of it, I just got so mad and I didn't want to take it anymore because I felt like I was having heart palpitations from the product and I couldn't sell it and I knew it was going to expire. And so I just, and at that time, you didn't have like Facebook where you could go to your friends and say, hey, I'm having a liquidation sale on this, that, or the other. And I just, I threw it out. I threw it all out. You just threw it all away and took the loss. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know then you could file that on your taxes because we, later we did that with Amway. Um, we filed a loss. <laughs> so oh, you've got Lord. all this Herbalife. You, you realize it's not working out. You can't sign people up and your biggest customer Amway people are like, come join us. So you, you eat the loss of the Herbalife. You, you literally eat what you can and throw the rest away and you join Amway for 125 bucks. And I'm still doing A1. Still on You're A1. You're still manager. doing Avon too. Okay. Yeah, I'm still an A1 manager because we we went to go see the big the diamond at the hotel to see him speak. And I'm wearing this ribbon that's got my name on it as a manager, and it's got all these little ribbons going all the way down my chest, showing all my awards and accomplishments in, in Avon. And the guy who was our diamond, he was a retired Navy SEAL. And he looked at me and he says, you seem like you're really successful with all this. I can see all your accomplishments. And I said, I said, well, yeah, I like to think I am. And he says, well, how about, how about if I could show you how to make even more money? And I was like, yeah, you got my attention. And I, and at the, then what happened was I had to go to a mandatory manager's meeting with Avon. And while I was inside the building, my car got broken into and me and my man, my manager, I had promoted both of us went there together. All of our, we had just picked up our orders for the week. So there was probably $5,000 worth of Tupperware in my car. And they broke into my car and they took all the Tupperware. And the distributorship was asking if my insurance was going to cover it. And I was like, excuse me? 
I'm in your property at a, at a meeting you made mandatory for me to be at, which put me in a position to be in a bad neighborhood at nine o'clock at night. And my car got broken into, are you going to pay to fix my car? And I was so, I was so upset. And that was when I was like, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm not doing, doing this crap anymore. And I resigned and left. And um, the interesting thing was the, the office manager who was dealing with all of this, she ended up joining our, our friends in Amway. <laughs> she quit her job at Tupperware working for the distributorship because of the way they were treating people and signed up in Amway. That whole Tupperware thing is so sus. Like you're at their meeting with a car full of your, their stuff and like someone breaks into your car while you're inside and takes it all. Like that's so sus. I mean, I don't know if it is us, but it seems us to me. I never thought about that. I was more concerned that the fact they'd gone through my glove box and they knew I had my registration in there and they knew where I lived. That was, that was what really bothered me. Um, but now that you say that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. But it, that was what pushed me over the edge. And I just, I left. I left and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to focus on, on the... Uh, on the um, Amway business, oh yes, and I was in Avon too. This was the other thing was I was I had signed up with Avon because I wanted to get the products again, and I would sit in managers' meetings at Tupperware, and one of the managers knew I sold Avon, and she said, "Have you got a book? Pass the book around." And most of my customers were Tupperware managers. Well, and so here's the thing: so we sign up with Amway. And our Ruby, that was the guy we met at the first meeting, the upline Ruby, our, our upline, our other upline between us and them, they're, they're saying, okay, if you want to become Diamond in two years, you've got to follow this formula. Well, that meant having him come to our house and do a brand X meeting. So he comes to our house with these stickers that have an X on it, just the little round green, yellow, red stickers that you use for yard sales or whatever. And, and he would go through the cupboards in our house and mark everything that Amway sold that was a competitor that needed to be taken out of the house. Well, I had Avon. I had lots of Avon and I still had lots of herbal life. And so X is on all that stuff. And I was thinking, wait a minute, I like this perfume from Avon. I love that perfume and I was going to just throw it out. And I thought, wait a minute, being a good steward of your money means when you pay for something, you use it. You don't just throw it away because, because you signed up in this company that wants you to get rid of it because it's their competitor because they feel threatened. That's the way I saw it. Yes. And so I, so I told him, I stood there and nodded my head while he was there. But when he was gone, I put it all away in a place where nobody could see it. And I kept it. I didn't throw it away. Oh my God. That is probably one of the cultiest things that I have ever heard from somebody in an MLM saying that the Amway people came into your house and like marked X's some sort of authoritarian control that comes in and goes X. Nope. You can't have this. You can't have that. You can't have that. Your life is Amway. Now, everything you use is Amway. Now throw out all this stuff. We don't care how much money you spent on it, that you could still use it. Get rid of it. And I, I love your rebel streak because I would have done the exact same thing. You put it all in the box and just hit it. <laughs> I done the well, and the, the other thing I did too was that when I knew he was coming, 
we had a drawer in our bathroom of sex toys, like vibrators and creams and kind of thing. I made sure that it was there where he could see it. So he'd feel embarrassed about going through our stuff. And he did. Worked, <laughs> and, I had, and I had a good chuckle on that because I was like, yeah, hopefully this makes you realize that this is really weird that you're telling people if you want to be successful making a six-figure income, this is what you have to go through. Okay, and so here's- I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the, so here's the other thing was we left Mormonism, okay? We'd left our, the Mormon church that both of us grew up in, and both of us have histories in the Mormon church. I'm actually related to Joseph Smith on my dad's side and Brigham Young on my mother's side, okay? So I've got polygamous- great, great grandparents that there's a whole thing I can tell on that. But anyway, you've got a so huge family tree. It's in our blood. It's in our blood. So we have left and we went to universalist Unitarian. And then we were at religious science because we just felt like religious science was, was where we felt like we wanted to be. We liked that really freeing thing of looking at everybody as part of the divine, instead of using the savior to save us stuff. Well, our upline was going to this, it was a Southern Baptist church. And this is in California, in Southern California. And, and they love, and they're putting the pressure on us to go to their church. And which I'm thinking is weird. And then we go to a big function because Amway requires you to go to four functions throughout the year that, I mean, you don't miss those. Even if your niece is getting married that weekend, you go to your Amway function. You don't go to the niece's wedding. So we were at this one called Family Reunion, and Sunday they were having a church service in the same building where we were doing the, it was convention center, where we were doing this, this um, family reunion. And I thought, oh, that's weird. They're offering a church service during a business conference. And the same group, who was providing the music for us was providing the praise and worship music for the church service. And they're passing around a Colonel Sanders bucket chicken to take donations like they would at some evangelical Christian church taking donations. And they had an altar call where you go up and give your life to Jesus. And I was just like sitting there going, there's all of our upline cross line, everybody was all there. And I was just like going, God, this is weird something's not right here with this. And I went to the Ruby and I said, Tim, what is this? And he says, now you know what it's really all about. Oh my God. Really? Really? He says, yeah, you can, you can go diamond and you can give it all back to the church. And I was like, but it's the church you all go to. Cause I was still going to religious science at that time. They were putting the pressure on us to go to religious sciences, it's now the Centers for Spiritual Living and they're part of the New Thought Movement. They're not Christian. So all these upline cross line that's going to this Christian church, they're putting the pressure on us to go to the Christian church. And my husband started going with them. So I was, so now we're divided. He's going to the Christian church with all the upline and I'm going to the religious science church because that's where I feel like I wanted to be. And they're putting pressure on me. When are you going to come and get baptized? I'm like, we're still legally Mormons. And Mormons, they found out we had gotten baptized in the Southern Baptist Church that excommunicated. So it was a big, you know, I was just thinking, I don't like this. This is they're business people and they're getting involved in our religious, our spiritual life. That's not right. And my, my reverend at religious science, she was 
kind of like a mother figure to me because she was the same age my mother was when she passed away. She says, Laurie, she says, you need to be with your husband and you need to go to that other church because coming here by yourself, this isn't feeding you. And I'm like, really, you're telling me that I don't have a choice that I have to, I have to go where he is. And I did, I did. I went over with him and we got baptized in that, in that, um, that Southern Baptist church where all the upline was. And thank goodness we got orders to go to San Antonio just after that, so that we had to order all of our products straight from Amway. We didn't have to work through the upline anymore. It kind of kind of put a rift there with our ties with them because they require there's that product pickup you have to do every Wednesday night to see the upline. And they, it's how they have their inventory to sell to their downline. Well, they weren't gonna have to do that with us anymore. We had to get everything straight from the company. And um, that meant we had to buy cases. So because we couldn't just buy one box of soap, we had to buy a whole case. This is something that I just don't understand in Amway. And when I watched On Becoming a God in Central Florida, <laughs> there's a whole scene where they have to go and they pick up their boxes from their upline. So this is like something that I'm just, I don't understand this at all because that was nothing that we had to do. We always ordered directly from the company. So you went from doing these Wednesday night things where you're going to your upline's house to to buy whatever within that case that you purchased. Now you're moving to Texas and you're becoming the person that places the big orders. So does that mean yeah. your downline's going to come to you to get their shipment? Yeah. Well, and the thing too was our, we were leaving our downline behind in California. This was the thing was that um, Amway teaches you to go like six wide. You have six legs because that's how you go diamond is you get six, six that you mentor to become distributors and then you go diamond. We only had one leg and they were like 10 deep. So you don't make a lot of money doing that. We became 2,500s. That's like your first, your first level. And that was it. So then when we, we moved, that meant we would, we could order, get stuff from our upline, but then we'd have to pay for the shipping. And it, it cost just as much to get, get it straight from Amway. We'd only buy like once a month and buy a whole case of whatever we needed. And then the shipping was actually lower. Well, and here's the other thing too, is when we were getting our products every week, we had to agree to buying standing order from them, which is cassette tapes of the upline or some of the other leaders, the diamonds, the emeralds talking about their success stories. And it was $12 was $12 a week that we're paying because we're getting two tapes a week. So you figure, what is that? Um, 12 and 12 is $48 a month that you're committing to because you're following that formula to buy it to become diamond in two years. And you're buying a book a week that you're supposed to read like, like the, the um, Magic of Thinking Big, Master Key to Riches, Think and Grow Rich, those kind of books. But I found out later that the upline was buying those books in bulk and then jacking up the price to sell to the downline and the cassettes they're making on the side and selling to the downline, making a profit off of them. Wow. So this is within your line of affiliation, right? That's what it's called. An yeah. We were in world, worldwide dream builders. So that's Ron and Georgia per, per year. So Jaeger and Britt are the big ones. And Britt, he does that too. That's Duncan's. They're all in Britt. 
that's the way they teach um, teach you how to build a business that way because they're the worldwide dream builders provides the tools and it's their method that, that, that teaches that how to go diamond the way I was telling you that we were doing that's their practice that's just so wild it is wild and I look back on it now I was like it didn't set well with me then but we were but because we the way we've been indoctrinated in Mormonism when you see people that are successful, especially when they're Navy SEALs, our whole upline was all these retired Navy SEALs. They retired when they went diamond with Amway. They're showing us it's possible. And we're like, yeah, we want to do that too then. Shoot, sign me up for that. But then then we're, all the stuff that we're having to commit to that I was just not sitting well. And I was not seeing the money coming in when I was doing what they told me to do. So when we moved to San Antonio, we didn't sign anybody up. We, we did some meetings showing people the plan. And then I liked selling the, am, the art, artistry makeup. I had one party and people didn't want to pay the money because it's expensive. It's not like Avon where it's affordable. That was always the good thing about Avon was that it was affordable makeup. Amway's, I mean, the, Amway has some of their, their eyeliner sticks, their lip liners made by the same company that does Chanel and... Uh, SD Lauder. So, I mean, that's high quality makeup. Um, and most of the people we knew were broke like us and they didn't want to pay that much money. As soon as I gave birth to our son in 97, and by this time we had put our resignation in with the Mormon church. So we were legally separated from the Mormon church at this point. Um, then I found this, I found this lady who was, had a sign in her yard selling Avon, and I signed back up with Avon. And that was when I really started doing well with Avon as far as Avon goes. So I started focusing on that. And we were still buying Avon or Amway products as we needed them. But by 1999, we were like, yeah, we don't want to do this. And by this time, we'd moved to Little Rock, and I had to start over again with Avon. And um, we just don't want to do it Amway anymore. Gosh, I think I still have some stuff from that. So after Arkansas, you move one more time? Yeah, we moved to Las Vegas. And I do Avon again. But yeah, we were in Vegas for nine years. And because I did so well with Awan in Arkansas, and when I say did well, I, it's like I said, $300 per campaign which is, you know, for Awan, they do two-week campaigns in a month. So that's 600 a month in sales, 25 to 35% of that. It's like I said, it's pocket change. And so, um, and that's all I'm doing. And, and by this time, we realize our son has some issues. He's, and he's autistic. He has Asperger's. We didn't know this at the time, but we knew there was something going on. And, and my husband, they're starting to deploy him constantly. So there was about 10 years there where I was a single parent where he was gone more than he was home, my husband. So I had to, I homeschooled my, our son because the school system did not accommodate him. And, and we went back to the Mormon church. That was the other thing was three or four years after we left the Mormon church, we went back in and went through the whole rigorous process of getting rebaptized and getting our temple blessings back and my husband's priesthood which that's huge it's huge yeah because the indoctrination was so deep and at the time we did not make that connection we didn't know 
you know, about the bite model and, and Stephen Hassan's experience with the Moonies. If I'd known that back then, oh gosh, we would have never gone back. But so here I am now, we go to 2010 and I'm a temple worker at the Las Vegas temple selling Avon, homeschooling our son. And my husband is actually, he's, he's back, back now from deployments and doesn't get deployed again. Our, my in-laws, my brother, husband's brother and his wife got into raw food and introduced it to us. And I go to Georgia to a, to a raw food wellness center where they taught me about essential oils. Okay. My, my cousin early on who knew Gary Young, she had given me some Young Living essential oils and said, oh, you could rub it on the bottom of your son's feet and it'll help him calm, calm down with his autism. And I was like, yeah, right. That's just snake oil, voodoo, medicine, whatever, woo-woo. And it was in my cabinet, my, my medicine cabinet for years before I ever used it. Well, now I'm at this health retreat place and I've lost all this weight with raw food and I'm ready to try whatever will help me. And the oils were helping me. I've been diagnosed bipolar. So I was on five different medications and I was able to get off of the medications with the help of my psychiatrist by using the essential oils, which by the way, my psychiatrist also sells MLM products, but he was very supportive in helping me get off the meds. And the interesting thing with the oils was I didn't, I wasn't going to sell them. I didn't think they were popular. I just wanted to use them for myself. Well, we got these orders to come back to San Antonio. This is 2010. I'm having that, that yearly, the yearly open house for Avon to sell off all my inventory again that I talked about earlier. And the ladies knew I had gotten into essential oils. And they said, show us some of your oils, Laurie. And I, so I was showing them oils and I had extra product. They wanted to buy my oils. Even though I had opened up a roll on and used it once, they wanted, they wanted to buy it because there's like, did this help you? And I said, yeah, this stuff helped with my allergies. It helped with this, it helped with that. I sold almost everything I had with my oils and, and they weren't cheap. And I thought, really? So people want to buy this stuff. Gosh, maybe I should pursue this. And I'd signed up in Young Living at this point just to buy for myself. And we moved to San Antonio and I started having oil classes to teach about the oils. And at this time, too, I got certified to be a raw food chef and educator to teach people raw food. This is the raw vegan movement, raw vegan protocols and healing. And so I was doing sprouting. We were doing sprouting classes and, and sauerkraut and kombucha classes. And we'd have oil classes. Well, I had an issue with a couple of the oils. I'd been in Young Living almost two years, and the same oils I'd been using to repel the bugs were actually attracting the bugs. And I thought, this is really weird. And I had to, I called the company. Boy, they don't like it when you bring up something negative about their product. Oh, and my, no, they do not like that. At they all. don't. They don't. And, I, and so I, my um, mentor in the raw food who introduced me to the oils, she had some issues with the Young Living where she actually went and had them tested and they were all adulterated. She had 10 different oils tested and they were all adulterated and she had to sever ties and find an, another oil company. And so I, knowing that, I thought, really, so this is Young Living. I thought, really, that's disturbing. And so I thought, I need to get oils and I need to get a pure, a pure source. Getting them from her wasn't enough. I wanted wholesale. Well, then I found out about doTERRA and, and I found out that, that. <laughs> yeah yeah right you know, you know that was coming up next right yeah because uh 
Well, this is the funny thing. Nobody approached me about doTERRA. I was in a the yoga shop where I had been to a kombucha class by one of our guys in the raw food meetup group we belonged to. And there were flyers there for, for uh, doTERRA's classes. And I had asked my young living upline about this. And oh my God, she went off. Uh, I thought, whoa, a little bit of competition there going on. Because I mean, she was just, and then swearing that Gary Young's a good man, blah, blah, blah. But you go look up on his history. He wasn't a good man. <laughs> no. Um, and I didn't know that at the time, but I just, I knew when I saw pictures of him or I'd see him talking stuff, stuff didn't set well with me. He just, he reminded me of people I'd seen in Amway that I knew were bullshitters. That was, that was what I got from that. And now that I'm finding out there's problems with the oils. And then I read about Dave Sterling's open letter he did when he left Young Living. And I thought, oh, so all these owners or all these people that started doTERRA all left Young Living because of purity issues. And then I find out they're all Mormon, you know, and, and see, I'm still, I'm in the Mormon church still at this point. But here's the thing is that uh, that was a whole other story with our leaving the church the second time. Um, let's just say I had a, an awakening and I realized that my, my path with God is a very personal thing. And I did not need a religion to dictate that to me. And we, and we left, we left again. And um, we went back to the center for spiritual living because that was a great place for us to go where they accepted people from all religions they respect the LGBTQ plus communities. They're all inclusive. And that's where I wanted to be was in a community like that, where I could grow. So doTERRA. So I read about all this. And at the time, I did not know that there were smaller companies I could get the oils from, like where my mentor got her oils from. She had this business relationship with what's now Rocky Mountain Oils, who would do her blends for her. I didn't know about that stuff. Yeah, there's knew. really great legitimate oil companies out there like Rocky Mountain Oils, Revive, Plant Therapy, and they're so much more affordable than these MLM companies. Oh, I know. And Plant Therapy's been around since the mid-90s. They've got an excellent reputation on purity. And yeah, I get a lot of stuff from Plant Therapy. Yeah, and so I didn't know that at the time. And I did get into a certification course through this online, this Penn Foster online they had a, a year certification in, in essential oils because I thought I need, I need um, a formal education. That's what I wanted was a formal education because so uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I, I did my research about doTERRA and I reach out to the company and I said, where can I go to a meeting where I can meet these people? So they send me to this meeting and it just happens to be a, the lady that's there. That's the local mover and shaker. I knew her because we had joined the Holistic Chamber of Commerce in San Antonio and she was in the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. So I knew her and I went to the meeting and I, I didn't feel any of the things that I would feel when I would go to a Young Living meeting. Young Living gets to be very divisive and they're very easy to snap out at the competition where doTERRA, at least the doTERRA meeting I went to, they were very careful about not mentioning any other companies and not speaking negative about them and just letting you experience the oils. And I really liked that. And I loved the oils. I thought the oils were great. So I signed, so I actually, I went to another one. I wanted to go to another meeting just to make sure. And I went and then I signed up. 
And I had the lady come to my house to speak. She, at that time, she was platinum. And people, I just wanted to get the word out about the oils. I wasn't going to sell. But then I had people that came to the meeting that wanted to sign up and they got signed up under me. And I was like, all of a sudden I'm making money. And I was like, really? And I didn't even have to do anything. I just just put the meetup invite out and, and I was making money right away. I thought I never made this much money with the other companies right away like this for just doing nothing. And I thought, well, gosh, okay. So I started doing meetings. And John, my husband, was in there in it with me. And um, we built a team and we made it. This was in 2012. So by 2014, we were elites. And that's the first leadership level. And we got to go to Utah for their leadership retreat. They paid for it. And I had money in my account that I had made from doTERRA that paid for our airline tickets. And then they paid for the rest of it. And we went to this beautiful property in Utah and they had this, and it was wonderful. It was, it was Zermatt. It's a midway. It's a beautiful um, timeshare property, indoor Olympic swimming pool, all this nice stuff. And we get taught all this leadership stuff. And so we come back all gung-ho about, well, my husband gets the news from the Air Force. They said, you've, you're, you've been in over 20 years. You need to get out. So they're forcing him into retirement because he's been in almost 22 years. Well, in Vegas, okay, the house we owned, we got caught up into the housing market crash. So we lost 300,000 on our house in Vegas and we had to file a chapter 13 bankruptcy, which means chapter 13 means you're still paying on all your debt, but yet they take everything away from you, except, our, except the car. Yeah, so we were dealing with that. Well, I could tell you a whole nother story on that crap because we How learned. Does that even through... make sense? You're like, we don't have enough money. And they're like, cool, keep paying it, but we're going to take everything. That doesn't make any sense at all. Only because, only because we made $200 more a year, too much to fall for chapter seven. So we had to pay chapter 13. And that was a nightmare. And it was part of it too, was because we owned a timeshare. I, I could tell you a whole nother story about timeshares. Oh my God. Just as a, well, because, because of our characteristics the two of us being indoctrinated the way we were in, in Mormonism, it, it made us schmucks. I'm, I'm, both of us will both admit this now that we both have this propensity to be drawn into, into snake oil BS. And um, we're now, now at the point where we're, we recognize this and we're very careful about it. But at this point, 10 years ago, no, we, we, we didn't realize that God, we keep attracting the same kind of garbage in our lives because of who we listen to or who we believe. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims, standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. 
They have become an absolute favorite and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So anyway, the whole timeshare thing too, because what we took out a home equity loan against the house in Vegas, and that was what got us caught up in this, in this crap where we had to file the bankruptcy. And when the house lost its its value, the the mortgage company they wouldn't take the house. We, we we still have that on our record, still trying to get it off after all this time. Okay, yeah. So 2014, he finds out he's got to get out. And we're in this chapter 13 bankruptcy that we're still supposed to pay on till 2016. And um, we're like, we got to do something to make up for the income he's going to lose when he retires. Cause it'll, what happens is he, it gets cut in half. When you retire from the military, you still get half of what you're making. And so I thought, you know what, we go, we make silver with doTERRA that'll, that will make up that loss of income. So we started doing it the way they told us how to do it and doing all these classes every week, blah, blah, blah. And we'd gone to this, this leadership retreat. And then we went to the conference in Salt Lake that September, the convention, the annual convention. And, in, and we spent like 3000 on that trip. And then we come back and our, our, our um, team and the business takes a total turnaround nosedive where people are just dropping out. They're like going, I got to get a real job. I can't do this anymore. And I drop out and they, and they don't want to build anymore. And I'm just sitting there going, wait a minute. Is it us? Are we doing something wrong here? 
we're trying to help these people and mentor them, and but yet they don't want to work with us anymore. And they're like going, Laurie, I don't have money for the oils. They're just so expensive. And I could go over here to Jay Bloom and, and their oils aren't as expensive and they seem like they work just as well. And I can't blame a person for wanting to save money. So I'm just thinking going, you know, I looked at my husband and, and the other, other issue I'm having is something did not sit right with me about doTERRA and Young Living does it too. This constant teaching about taking the oils internally. To me, that just did not sit right. And, and I had had finished my year certification in essential oils by this point that I just, I'm just thinking, you know, I need more formal education. If, and I was seeking out an aromatherapy certification because I thought there's got to be something out there. And I did, I found something and I found a school that was at the top and I joined to start learning how to be an aromatherapist as a career and learning that oh, the whole um, ingesting the oils thing is a big no-no because they're so concentrated and there's this whole database, safety database out there of people that have burned out their colons and their esophagus is using the oils internally. And this is what doTERRA is always teaching is, oh, take this, you know, pop it in your mouth, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I just, ooh. So, so we get into the fall of 2014. And in April 2015 is when he, he has to retire. My husband has to retire. And we're getting nervous. And, we're, and now that doTERRA has taken a nosedive, he, he walks away. He says, I'm not selling oils anymore. I got to find something. Well, Green Smoothie Girl, who was somebody we we're following in the raw community, she starts an MLM under the party plan, which is direct sales like Tupperware was. And he's like, we did this with Tupperware. We could do this with Green Smoothie Girl. And I'm like, I don't know of a lot of people that are going to be wanting to go to the Green Smoothie parties five nights a week, enough for us to make 3000 a month. And him and his buddy, our buddy through the raw food, they, they, we, they tried to do it. We tried to do it. Spent all this money buying all her powders on raw green smoothies. And um, it wasn't working. It wasn't working. And so he's, he got this job as a courier working minimum wage. 22 years in the Air Force. And he's doing a courier job getting minimum wage because that's all they would offer a veteran. That I thought that was just pathetic. And I was mystery shopping by this point, trying to make ends meet. And I could only get 800 a month doing that. Well, his father offers us to go live on his ranch in Utah. And all we have to do is pay the utilities. And, and while he finishes getting his bachelor's degree, and then the VA will pay for him to get his master's degree. So that's what we did. We moved to Utah. Moved back in the belly of the beast after we left Mormonism the second time. We were still legally members, but we, so we moved back there and um, I'm just not wanting to, to push doTERRA and I'm finding out about the other smaller oil companies, plant therapy and Rocky mountain oils. And, and I just, I don't want to talk about the oils. I'm taking my coursework. He's taking his coursework. We are buying green smoothie girls products, but we're finding out that that's just, I don't want to do parties anymore. I learned that with Tupperware and I just didn't want to do it. And then I fall and I break my foot and um, he comes home one day and he says, I found a business opportunity. And I said, what did you find? Oh, there's this sign up in the community. It says cowboy wealth. 
And this guy's got this formulas to help us build. And I'm just thinking, okay, which MLM is this? Because uh, I, I, I can see the writing on the wall now. What is it? Well, it's Melaleuca. And the thing is, they didn't tell us that we were on a Zoom or some kind of free conferencing thing. And, and I did like that where I didn't have to go to somebody's house because I'm on crutches hobbling around while my foot's healing. And um, yeah, it's Melaleuca. And I thought, you know what? This is one that we never signed up in. So you know what? All right, I'll try it. I'll try it, but the thing- We haven't done this one yet. Let's try it out. Let's try it out. <laughs> and, and I got this friend back in San Antonio that says, well, you're in Utah now. Go check out the new skin headquarters because they're such a good company. And I saw how she had just turned into this hun bot that I didn't want to be friends with her anymore. She just totally got brainwashed by the by new skin. And I, th- I told her, I, I'm not going to go to the new skin headquarters. No, I'm not going to do it. So- Anyway, so yeah, we signed up in Melaleuca and it was, he was more excited about it than I was. And I wanted to support him doing something. But at the same time, I told him, honey, look, they're, they're telling us to have these online class, online get togethers, but not tell people up front it's Melaleuca. So they find out halfway through. And my older sister, she came and she was like, she got so pissed. Halfway through, she said, Laurie, why didn't you tell me this was Melaleuca? And I said, because they told us not to. She says, well, who are you listening to? Why, why are you doing this? This is so deceptive. And I was like, you're right. Why am I doing this? Oh, God. She said, this is like Amway all over again. And I said, you're right. It is. It's like Amway and Herbalife both all over again. Because this guy is telling us to pay money for these flyers to go leave in the parking lots at Walmart. In 2016, who does that? And here I'm hobbling around on, on crutches and a broken foot in July in the heat. And I told him, I said, no, I'm not doing this. I'll buy the products because with Melaleuca, you have to pay 50, you have, you have to spend $50 a month. Otherwise they will kick you out. I've heard some, we've been doing some videos about Melaleuca on TikTok recently. And there's a lot of people commenting saying, um, yeah, I did Melaleuca and I had to spend $50 a month. And if I didn't, they would just send me $50 worth of stuff. Oh, really? Like, what? Gosh, I didn't, so, yeah, I didn't know like that. So yeah, a really crazy auto ship that uh, people really can't get out of. But I've also had Huns come on and say, you can totally get out. Canceling is so easy, you know, but anybody that's trying no, to cancel knows that that's a lie. That's not true. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they, they say, when you first sign up, there's all these videos you can watch and you get all these points to use. Uh, on your products well yeah but then you go to buy the products and all of a sudden the price is double because you got points to use so it's oh you don't get any, no. yeah yeah you don't get any discount and so and they're talking about them being a wellness company and i'm looking at some of the ingredients and i'm like going I, their makeup i wouldn't they got parabens in it in them and a lot of those not clean products and see when i went through the whole raw food thing i i was very conscientious about what i put on my body and all these products are like totally on the no-no list of stuff you want to put they're known carcinogens and i was like a wellness company that's putting this crap in their makeup really no and then looking at the other other stuff they claim as health products and i'm just like no it isn't and then they got over-the-counter drugs they want to sell you like ibuprofen or allergy medicine that I could go to Walmart and get for cheaper, but Melaleuca wants to sell it to you for their program. 
And I'm just yeah, like, which they call a shop club. And they're like, we're yeah. like Costco. You're like, no, you're not. No, like you're Costco. not. Like, no, I get, yeah. No, they're not like Costco at all. Co- yeah. Costco's yeah, so. never like sent me $50 worth of random Costco stuff because I didn't come in that month. <laughs> like, it's never right, happened. right. And, and charge you for it. Yeah, yeah. So four months, we sign up in July, August, September, October. By November, we put our a resignation in for them. And I was thinking, let's wait and see if if the guy who signed us up contacts us. But he didn't. He didn't. I thought it was a good thing he does. He didn't because I'd tell him off. Dumb crap. We did everything he told us to do, and we just got further into debt. So at this then, point, you're now recognizing uh, similarities yes. between all of the other because you'd been in twenty plus companies at this point. So you're recognizing all of the similarities. Yes, all of them, but you're I still am. not there yet. You're close. Still not, not there yet. yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm close, but not quite. Because I, I had my letter of intent that I was going to give to DoTerra to get out, because now I've been getting my oils from these other companies now, and I just, I did like being able to go to the DoTerra headquarters to pick up my orders. That was nice. I don't know why, why it was nice. <laughs> I think about it now. I'm just like that was a pain in the butt especially when it was snowing outside. And they make it feel like an honor. Yeah, yeah, they do. They make it feel like an honor. You're so honored to come to our beautiful campus. If Amazon was like, sorry, we're not going to be able to get it out today. You're going to have to come pick it up. I don't think I'd feel honored by that. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'd be no, like, excuse uh, me? So, um, yeah, so I'm going to put my letter in. And then I had friends, People I knew in a Facebook group who were part of a philosophical community here in San Antonio. It's not, it's an educational philosophy, but it weaves spiritual matters in with it. So it's supposed to be, once you get in the upper echelons of the group, you find out it's their replacement for religion. Anyway, this couple, she reaches out to me and pitches me Zija, which is the Moringa juice. And at the time, I want to lose weight. I'm trying to lose weight after having my foot broken and having to sit on my butt for months. And she's talking about this stuff that helps you feel energized. And they also have essential oils. And I was like, really? Yeah, this sounds pretty good. And I'm looking at it. And, you know, I sign up. And I find out the guy that started their company started Nature Sunshine. And oh, yeah, yeah, he's Mormon, of course. And, and, um, so I took it and, and the Marinko was good. I liked it. And I'd lost some weight on their products when I, I tried their, their weight loss challenge. And I was posting it on Facebook because I was proud of myself for committing to something. And then I, my upline with doTERRA contacts me on through messenger going, given, showing me copies of this conversation that the upline, the platinum that came and did the class where I signed up, she's now a presidential diamond. She said, do you know what, what, what Betty's saying about you? And I'm just like going, Gina, why are you telling me this stuff? I don't want to know what people are saying behind my back. What, are you trying to hurt my feelings on, on purpose? Because that's what this is. This is hurtful. Well, I didn't mean it to be that way. Well, yeah, it's coming across that way. And she's already had her own issues with the coffee roast MLM products putting her in the hospital because of their ingredients. And so I'm, I'm just like, what are you doing? And, and Knowing that you guys are talking about me behind my back like this, talking about me, 
like, what is she doing? She's posting these photos of herself on Facebook with this other MLM. And it's like, you know, this is the kind of stuff that anti-MLMers bring up about these, about MLM companies being so damaging. You know, it's just perpetuating the kind of attitude that I don't think you want to. So I didn't hear from her again. She shut it's, up and. It's total mean girl behavior. I mean, your former upline is talking shit about you. Yeah. I mean, like years later. <laughs> I know, I know. And well, we're, I was still legally in doTERRA. And I, I reached out to the presidential diamond about it. And I just, I told her off. And she, she comes back and says, Laura, you know that that's like throwing daggers at me that hurts. And I said, and what you said about me didn't hurt really seriously it goes around, comes around, you know, it's no wonder I'm trying to get out of this company. And somehow she just like bends over backwards and I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And, and it pacified me and talked me into staying in because I, we were getting ready to move back to San Antonio where she lives and she could help me do classes to rebuild the business and so I thought okay I'll yeah I'll do it I'll do it I'll try one more get out there and try one more time I know right but I get back here and and I'm reliving now at the ranch where that philosophical community lives and yeah it's like a commune and some people say it's a cult and yeah it yeah it can be when you look at the upper echelons the way people act about it it's it's culty. I could go on on another tangent on that too. But anyway, so we lived there and all of a sudden I pack on like 20 pounds weight. And uh, the Zija thing, I had to call the company and tell them, hey, look, I'm not reacting well to the products. And I was starting to get headaches from the Garcinia Cambodia tea. And what they try to do is try to turn around and sell me a whole nother protocol to keep me in. And I said, no. This, no, no. And I resigned. I resigned with them. And as soon as I do that, the couple that signed me up, he unfriends me on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. I see what this is about. And here you belong in this philosophical community that's, that's supposed to be such so highly evolved people. And, and you're going to unfriend me on Facebook because I got out of your wife's, you're in your wife's MLM. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see this. So I'm just... I'm not doing anything. I'm still buying stuff from, from doTERRA once a month to keep my, my loyalty rewards check coming in for the people I have signed up who aren't doing anything. And um, I'm studying with Aroma uh, Head Institute for the uh, essential oils. And I'm following Dr. Robert Pappas, who is the chemist that worked for doTERRA for the first 10 years and left him because he's so disgusted with the MLMs and what they're doing to the smaller essential oil companies. And I'm just, ugh, I'm just like really torn, but I'm still not recognizing behaviors because, I'm, and I look back at it now, it's because of the community I was living in, that philosophical community could be culty to a certain point that it just kept me caught in this riptide I guess of of the behaviors that got me into the MLMs to begin with and then um we're trying to buy a house in that community finally we're able to buy a house after everything we went through with the bankruptcy uh we can get a VA loan and we're just not able to find something we don't want to live in San Antonio we found 
something, a brand new house that we could have built up in, up here in Canyon Lake, which is just an hour outside of San Antonio. But coming up here, it was like it cleared, totally cleared my head. And it caused me to start seeing things for what they are, what they really are. And I finally put in my notice of intent with doTERRA the first this time and this time it went through it went through and it was it was about the internal usage and then my friend who's up here wants wants me to come to a class she's having well it's monate okay no it's monate it's monate and uh i'm looking at this and i said tammy this is multi-level marketing she says i know and i said have you been in a multi-level marketing before and she said no and I said, okay, let me tell you about this. And so I did. I told her, and I was, I was like something like this through the meeting. But and the thing that got me though was that I've got, I have no eyelashes, no eyelashes because a piece of army equipment blew up and burned my almost blew my head off. But I have no eyebrows. The eyebrows you see are the zoom filters. That's why they keep moving. And and the eyelashes. Well, they had this product that if you use it, it helps your eyelashes grow back. And people were talking about how great it was and how their products help hair grow back for men. And my husband's got a balding head. And I thought, I'll try the products. I'll try the products. And the upline paid me $100 to sign up. Paid me $100. And the kit I bought was like a bigger kit. It was 200 and something dollars where I could get everything that I wanted. And they're buying, and they're paying me a hundred dollar bill for it. And I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll try it. So I did. And the I won. Yeah, it works. It's a $79 tube that you have to buy every month. And as soon as you stop using it, guess what? Your eyebrows go back to being the way they were before. And, and the, my husband's taken the, the supplement. You take a supplement um, orally, and then you use the stuff on your head. And yeah, he's got hair growth coming back. But as soon as he stops using it, it stops growing. Okay. And their products are great. They're they're very concentrated. I've still got the the leave-in conditioner I use today, and this was back in 2018. That's a little bit left I have in the bottle that I, my first bottle I bought because I refused to throw something out if I paid money for it. So I look at this, and then they're talking about how you can make money doing shampoo parties. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, we want you to come and have a party, and you're going to shampoo your friend's hair. And I'm like absolutely effing not i am not this is like avon or tupperware all over again i'm not having shampoo parties to shampoo people's hair it's like i, I go into a leadership <laughs> Wait, me, so they I, wanted they wanted you to have people come over to your house or you go to their house and then shampoo their hair yeah it's a meat monate they call it meat monate okay parties. i'm i'm a hairstylist and i shampoo hair all the time it is really difficult, even with a specialized bowl, to shampoo people's hair without getting them soaking wet. How did that work? <laughs> going, going to the kitchen sink to wash somebody's hair, and I was like, it's upside down uh, over there. Not face. happening. Not happening. Not happening in my house. No, 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 no. Plus, I don't know anybody up here except the girl that signed me up, and she's she just had parties at the clubhouse and had the upline come and do all the work, and then she's signing up everybody. And, and the lady that signed her up was her neighbor. And I'm looking at this going, aren't you afraid of um, market saturation? Because this community we live in is a very small community. There's only about 22,000, 19 to 22,000. And, and I'm noticing a lot of people up here are in Monate. Well, we go, I know I just wanted to be 
hang out with her because she's so busy. So we go to Austin to a leadership conference and all the leaders who are doing really well, guess what their profession is? They're hairdressers. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I could see that. That one, infuriates me. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah. The fact that professional hairstylists like use this, it's knowing about the lawsuits, knowing about the adverse effects of some people, not all people, but some people have devastating results. Knowing that that's a possibility to the people that you've created relationships that sit in your chair, like, mm-mm, no, so unbelievably unethical. I couldn't even. It that is was infuriating <laughs> to me. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that it would be because I, I went to beauty school. I was a beauty school dropout back in the past. I found the websites, the uh, class action lawsuits from the people that were losing their hair, having their hair and scalp burnt. And I brought this up to the up, upline. I, I said, what do, you, what do you have to say about this? This isn't good. And, and they're all, all like, well, we believe in the product. We've been using the product for what, four or five years and we haven't had any problems with it. And I would always ask them, have you been in another MLM before? Oh, no, no, this is our first one. And I thought, mm-hmm, yeah, we'll see how long this lasts because they're all, they've all been brainwashed by the opportunity right now while the momentum's going. Be interesting to see who's still in, the, in it now because my friend that signed me up, she, the last time I talked to her, it's probably last year, and she's always so busy now, she doesn't have time for me which that's interesting, isn't it? That after, after a year of being in Monate, when it was time to renew, I didn't renew. I didn't renew. And um, she said she had all this inventory that if anything I wanted from her, I could just get it from her. And we would, we, we would do as barter. She, she liked me making soap for her and her husband using essential oils. So I'd just make soap and take to her and she'd give me a tube of the, the eye wonder. And then after a while, I was just like, I don't even want to use this stuff anymore. I, I, I just, I, I don't want to do it. Okay, so the year mark comes up and I am really missing some of the products I got from doTERRA that I didn't know I could get anywhere else. I'm just really wanting the toothpaste and, and I got really sick with a, an infection in my throat that I knew if I'd had the on guard soft gel supplement, it would have killed the infection and I wouldn't have had to have steroids, taken steroids from the doctor. So I go and I contact doTERRA and I ask them if they'd let me back in. And I thought, you know, any MLM would say, no, you got to start all over again, you know, make you beg to get back in. They didn't. They gave me my same number. They put me at my same. Uh, what's what do they call it? Same commission rate rating. You have to work up to 30, making 30%. They gave it back to me automatically. And they said, you want your downline back? You want your upline back? I mean, I was amazed that they would let me back in. They'd reinstate me wow. and, and ma- yeah, maintain everything. I was like, wow, really? But the thing was, I still wanted my upline because since the lady was a presidential diamond, now I wanted to work with her as a mentor because she's a really good mentor. But um, I didn't want the same downline. I wanted to start over again because that downline had been working with my sponsor the, the year I was out in Monate and she built a she built a relationship with them. And I felt like that needed to stay intact. And I thought I want to start off fresh. So I gave her all of my downline. 
I gave her all my wow. downline. I don't know if a lot of people would have done that, Lori. I think a lot of people would have been like, yeah, I want my downline back. But bravo to you for understanding that those relationships were more important than a paycheck and a bonus and like deciding to start over. I, I felt like she could work with them in ways that I couldn't. And so I just wanted to start over again. All right, so this was July, 2019. And at this time too, I'd also signed up in Life Vantage. Okay, so I'm not familiar with Life Vantage. That's literally probably the only one that I wasn't familiar with on your list. Is that, what is that? Health, wellness, shakes, stuff like that? Um, It's, their big thing is Pretandum because back in 2005, what's his name? Gupta did a big thing on their, on them. Sanjay Gupta, is that his name? Um, I think it was him. Did a big exclusive on them talking about how Protandum reverses the aging process, blah, blah, blah. But there have been doctors that have, medical doctors that have come out since then and proved them wrong. So 50 bucks a month to take that product when it's, it's got this turmeric and it's got a lot of the same stuff in it that I, w- I could get from doTERRA's lifelong vitality pack and pay less money for but anyway my friend who'd signed me up in it she wanted to be in dot she wanted to get into doTERRA because her whole big thing is she could see where you could make money doing mlms if you spend all your time doing that and she liked that because her kids are all grown and out of the house so she she actually um approached me about getting into doTERRA and i said okay i'll sign you up show you how to do it so that's what I did. It was July 2019. And it was funny. At the same time, I signed her up in doTERRA and she signed me up in Life Vantage. And by the fall, I'd gone to a Life Vantage meeting. It was just a house meeting, people talking about it's their testimonials, anecdotal evidence. That's all it's based on. And she looked at the compensation program with doTERRA and she said, Do you know how much money you can make at this if you really work at it? And I said, Yeah, yeah, I know. She said, well, we should be doing this. And, and I thought, okay, so who are we going to talk to? Because we both know the same people. And this is why I've seen this whole thing with the market saturation before. And I talked to my upline presidential diamond about it. And she's like, she, she's like, there's no such thing as, as market saturation. There's always people who will, who will resonate with you instead of somebody else. And so you always have opportunities. That's the way she looked at it. And that was when I could see, yeah, you're, you've been brainwashed by this whole thing because. <laughs> so she's saying you, there's no such thing as market saturation because you can steal your competitors' customers. <laughs> basically, yeah, when you think about it too, yeah. And, and so I, I knew she was, she drank the Kool-Aid long, long ago. She's, she's invested because she got into the company, doTERRA, back when it was, within its first two years. So she's way up there. So, I, and I've seen her checks. I know she make 25,000 in a month, but because she signed way back then, and this is something I wanna, I wanna make a point of what was the big, the, the, the big deal was, okay. I started um, the year before and when I was in Monate and I was up here at Canyon Lake watching a lot of YouTube videos. I started watching Genetically Modified Skeptic and I'm a Nightwish fan. And they had a song that Richard Dawkins was talking in and I loved what he had to say. And I started reading his books, okay? 
And so I become a critical thinker. I become a big time critical thinker and a skeptic. And um, we come to 2019, we move in a new house across the, across the lake on the north side. And I go to the doTERRA convention. They did it online. And I'm watching it. And I'm getting really excited about the stuff they have to, the product, new products they're introducing. And I'm, some of them are taking them internally. So I go back down that stinking rabbit hole. And then come February, this is February last year before all hell broke loose with COVID. Um, my upline presidential diamond invites me to come back to that same leadership retreat, which is now base camp. They call it base camp. She said, if, you know, it looks like you're wanting to start over again and you want to do it all right. Um, I would recommend you come to this, but see this time I have to pay for everything. I have to pay for everything. I have to pay for the hotel. I have to pay to sign up. And my husband says, I think you should do this because this is where you're going to find out whether you're really meant to do this and be successful at it or not. And I said, yeah, I believe that. And so I go and I bring up the one night we're having like a campfire chat with all the leaders and my upline's best friend, who's a blue diamond, she's talking. And I said, I've been in, in 29 MLMs over this 40 year or almost 40 year period. And I haven't been successful with any of them. This time I want to be successful. And she says, what I would do, Laurie, is sit down and write out a journal, write down everyone you joined, what was going on in your life at the time, why you joined, your experience with it, and then why you got out, and you're going to see a pattern. And I was like, okay. And I started that night. And it took me a year. because so I was in February 2020, and I finished February this year to write every one of those down. And that was in the meantime, I'm watching more anti-MLM. I'm watching the Antibot. I watch Savvy Lyser and Monica Hayworth, all those people that are, are bringing up the bite model. And I start looking at the bite model. And when I saw the bite model, that was when I was like, oh my God, this is where Amway's a cult and Herbalife's a cult and even doTERRA. And then I went to doTERRA's convention last September and I was so disgusted with them that I got physically ill because they said, our mission is to get an essential oil in every house on the planet. And I'm like, I hear something that sounds like we want a book of Mormon in every house on the planet. And it's like, people have a right to say yes or no. And you have to respect that they may not want what you have to offer. You can't shove it down their throats. And I, I did, I got so disgusted and they were all tooting their horns, how they they had started from scratch and they mortgaged their homes. And here we are 13 years later, almost 13 years. They started 08, 09. I can't remember which. And, and here we've come so far. It's like they're, you know, beating on their chests. And, and I'm like, and, and how many small people, small oil companies have you put out of business doing this? Really? And I just, the whole thing with the internal, the internal usage again, I was, just getting so disgusted. And then I myself, when I got back in the second time, I signed up my son under me because his autism, he, he, want, he can't work and he keeps falling through the cracks with services. He said he wanted to be my assistant while I'm doing my oil classes. And I said, okay, 
And he's using enough of the product on his own where I wanted to have an, have an account for him. So I did. And six months later, he's like, no, I don't want to take these anymore. They're not working. They worked at first, but now they're not working. And, and now we're in the pandemic. So I've, if I was to do oil classes, they'd be online. And I don't need this for that. And he's just like, I, I don't really want to do this. And I'm trying to cut off his account. And they're trying to upsell him to buy more products so he can get into that higher commission bracket. And I'm like, did you miss the part where I said, I don't have an income and I don't have money to pay for products. And I'm just like, and they keep sending me emails because I'm, I'm getting emails for him. And I'm like, stop, cease and desist, or I'm going to report you to the Utah state attorney general, because this isn't right. And then I stopped hearing from him because I, I was just like, this is, this is harassment. And you're trying to sell somebody who's already told you they, they're disabled and they don't have money for products and you're trying to upsell them. And that just, and this was the other thing was I also signed up my little sister. She wanted to get in to buy a kit we had, they had for a deal. And, and, and doTERRA sent me emails saying, Heather's not on loyalty rewards. She needs to be on loyalty rewards. And I'm like, excuse me? Isn't this supposed to be my business? And, and here you're telling me what I already know. And she's not on loyalty rewards because she doesn't want to be on loyalty rewards. And it's like, get the F out of my business. Um, but I thought, no, I signed up to work with you guys. And this isn't my business. I know this now. I'm selling your product, working for you. And there, what is wrong with this picture? So all this stuff's blowing up. And February this year comes along. And I, every time I start getting weak at the knees thinking, oh, I can rebuild a doTERRA business, I had stacks of product guides, um, recruiting tools. I'd put a sticky note on it. And I'd say, how much did you pay for this? And what was the lesson? And I'd stick it on there because I hadn't given it to anybody. I wasn't recruiting people. I had these three people under me, my little sister, the lady that begged me to sign her up, and then my son. And I'm like, look at this. Look what you're doing. And are you really wanting to go out and find three to five new people a day? Because that's what they told us you have to do if you want to keep the pool fresh of people coming into your business. You've got to get out of the house during a pandemic and meet three to five new people and sign them or get, put them in your pool. And I'm like, I don't want to go out there and meet people for the sake of adding them to my recruit pool. This is what what the, is even the, happening? Like, well, <laughs> And this is in, in early 2020, in the very beginning stages of the pandemic, before anybody knew anything or had any definitive answers on anything. And they're asking you to go out and find five new people to sign up. What? A, a, a day. A day. A day. A day. That's 35 people a week. That's, to me, that just gets, makes me overstimulated. Thinking <laughs> about dealing with that many people on a regular basis. Um, and see, and then the pandemic hit, and then they're telling us this is the right time to sign people up because so many people can't work, and and they can sign up in your business and make money. And I'm like, that is using people during a worldwide pandemic, and that is wrong. And then lo and behold, the FTC gives them warning letters for trying to recruit people during a pandemic. And I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, um, they had one one thing. And this was the last straw. I went online. It was a Facebook Live that my upline, the presidential diamond, she signed up both of her daughters 
as distributors that are both pushing to go diamond. And so they're mostly doing all the recruiting effort now. She, the, the, di the presidential diamond, she's just doing oil classes every week, two and three nights a week. So everybody can bring their guests and they can sign up. Her daughters, they, they do a text blitz where contact everybody you know and ask them if you can bring a sample pack to them. And it's a sample pack of oils because now, now what they're doing is a pre-qualify effort where you want to have people sample before they come to the oil class because that way then you're not wasting your time on people who don't want to spend money on the oils. So I got all these little samples ready to take to people. And I'm texting people and I'm looking, asking myself, Lori, would you do this on your own if it was your own business? Would you be contacting people via text like this? You wouldn't. You'd call them on the phone and actually have a conversation with them to see how they're doing because we're in a pandemic. But no, you're texting people and, and you're letting them with their little text blitz because we're all together here online holding you accountable. And I'm like, this is then again, I had read the bite model just enough now where I could recognize the behavior. And I was just like, oh, God, I don't like this. I really don't like this. And then the other thing, too, was I meant to say was after I had done all my journaling and I saw all the behaviors. When I was at that leadership conference, I got to spend one day with my with the, with the presidential diamond because I wanted to see what her life was like. I, I want to see what, what what's it like to be a presidential diamond. And she's on the phone constantly, or she's, you know, typing on, the, on um, the laptop, talking to people to either mentor them or sign them up. And the next day when we were getting ready to leave the hotel to go catch our flight, her daughter was like her handler. She was like, mom, we have two hours before we have to be at the airport. You need to wrap things up here and we need to check out. And I was watching her because she was on her, she's like, I need to just finish this email because I'm supposed to meet this person tomorrow on Zoom. And then she's texting and I'm like, I have not seen her like really enjoy this time here. We went shopping at Aroma Tools and I went to, with her and everything she was doing was, oh, so-and-so is doing Diamond Club. She might like this. I want to get this for her. Very generous person, but everything she was doing had to do with the doTERRA business. And I was like, oh my God, she has no life. And I know she divorced her husband a few years back and then he died of cancer. And she's got her daughters and her business under her. So she sees them that way. And I thought, I don't want this life. If that's what it takes to be a presidential diamond, no, no, thank you. I felt sorry for her, but I thought, you know, she signed up for this. So I kind of feel sorry and I kind of don't. And then, and so we jump forward here, February of this year, and things are kind of coming to a head with that metaphysical philosophical philosophical community I mentioned before where we had actually lived. And I was watching Savvy Lyser on YouTube and how she was connecting with people the way she does with her live lives. And I was like, God, this, I like the way, what she has to say and the way she connects with people. And she was taught, I reached out to her and told her about my, my uh, history. And she said, I want to interview you. And I thought, really? Somebody wants to hear what I have to say about this? Really? Because if they do, I'll talk, I'll tell, I'll tell all. And I thought, but I need to submit my resignation with doTERRA first before I do that. And I need to hear back that they got it. 
And I did. That very day, I, I submitted my own notice of intent, and then I heard back from them a week later saying, it, it's gone through, you're out. Good. I'm out. And I resigned at the other, the other place, too. And so then I thought, okay, I'm, I have a YouTube channel, and, I, and Savvy did an a, uh, interview with me. It was in March, and all these people were, God, that, 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 that video's gotten like 19,000 views. And I was like, 19,000 people have listened to my rambling on about being in all these MLMs. And so I started talking. People said, you need to do videos on your channel reading your journal of your experience with each MLM. So I started doing that. And I thought, if people want to hear it and they can get something out of what I have gone through and it's and it steers them to not get in, oh, then I'll, I will talk, sure. And so that's what I've started doing. But I also noticed, too, like when the whole Lula Rich thing came out and I saw your Vive, is it Vive first? Uh, is it Vive? Vice documentary. Vice. I yeah. saw that one first. And I went to the conference in May and then Lula Rich came out and I started watching it. And oh my God, Dion and, and Mark, oh, anyway, well, you know, so I was disgusted. Yeah. But, at the, but at the same time, I went to the website. I went to the website and their website is very convincing. And, and I could feel stuff in my brain triggering. It's like, oh yeah, you could, you could start this and do this and sell this because there's no clothing stores up here in Kenya. Like I was like, oh, stop it. We're not there yet. We're still, but at least now I recognize the behavior and I can cut it off because then I went back to that meta, the, the philosophical, I went back to them and, and started studying with them again and thought, oh yeah, this was why I left because it's culty. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to call Stephen Hassan and, and see him on Zoom to talk about him helping me with his recovery process because of being in Mormonism for was 55 years, I think, is what we figured out. There is so much indoctrination that has to be processed out. Yeah, because I have to catch myself and thank God for the MLM, anti-MLM community, because when I start feeling weak, I can go watch, pull up somebody's video and watch it and think, yes, that's right. That's why I got out and that's why I need to stay out. And I, and I have to analyze what this stuff is going on in my head, think, feeling like I need to do something with myself. Oh, my gosh. It's a struggle. Well, you know, you're well, on this side now, so you can put all of that energy and effort into sharing your story and helping educate others. I think you're doing a beautiful job. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't put out as much content on a regular basis as I'd like to, but because I take care of my, my husband's building a side business that I'm helping him with. And then we're trying to get our son services finally. So almost 25 years old. And yeah. If, if I can share and it can help somebody realize like if they've seen somebody trying to get them to join their MLM and I've had people on, on Savvy's interview say, you know, I, I was prospected today by somebody wanted me to join Amway and I saw your video and it helped me decide not to. And I was like, yes. That's why I'm doing this, because I don't want people to have to go through what I did and take 50 years to realize, 40 years to realize that there was a problem. Absolutely. And it is some of the most rewarding work that I've, do I've ever done. So I'm assuming it's probably some of the most rewarding work that you've ever done as well. I really and that's you going through so many different churches and so many different religious sects to find meaning and purpose. And you're finding meaning and purpose in the leaving of those 
abusive situations. Yeah, totally. It's, it's amazing to see it come full circle. I'm so proud of you. Um, I first heard about you through Savvy. Savvy and I had a conversation and she told me about you and she was like, you have to talk to her. And then, then the, uh, the MLM conference happened and then my life went crazy because that's when my TikTok started blowing up and the podcast started blowing up and then Lula Rich came out. So I thought about you the other day and I was like, I need to talk to Lori and I was so excited that you were available and that we connected so quickly because it's been months since we connected last. Well, I know. And so you had been on something. I think you'd, you'd interviewed. You, did you re- recently interview Stephen Hassan? Um, Steve, uh, Stephen interviewed me on his or he interviewed on you. his podcast. Or I don't even know. He, I have the audio of that. But he interviewed me on the Freedom of Mind blog. Yeah, and see, I get his newsletter. So it came out and I was like, I was like, I wonder what River's doing. Should I check back in with her again? And then you got, I got your email. And I was like, yeah, yeah, now we're, now we're going somewhere. So you see the universe was putting our names in each other's ears yep. uh, and I just beat you to the punch. That's all. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I'm so glad you did. I am so happy with everything um, that you, that you've gone through it and all of the growth that you've, that you've maintained and, and you've gone, it, it's just amazing. You were just fantastic. And this story well, thank you. is crazy. Like it is so it is crazy. It's really interesting. And I hope everybody that listened was really paying attention to like all of the culty things and how you were kind of seeing the red flags and you have that, you have really strong cognitive dissonance, Lori, really strong. Like you could tell you're like, these things don't make sense, but you have also a very strong streak of faith and you just kept pushing forward. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are vulnerable like that, that listen to your story and they're like, oh my God, I'm Lori. And so it's so important for you to share your story because you are definitely connecting with so many people and we will get so many messages after this comes out because it'll be people that were like, oh my God, Lori, oh my God. So I'm so excited to see that too. It makes it all worthwhile what I went through. If I can, my experience can help somebody else, then yes, hallelujah. Absolutely. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to share. Of course. Of course. I'm, I'm so honored that you, that you wanted to share with us. So at the very end of these little interviews that we do, we do rapid fire questions. So are you ready to go? Sure. All right, Lori, one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing. Sour. (laughs) what is um a warning or a piece of advice that you would give to somebody who wanted to join an mlm don't do it your friend reaches out i've got a business opportunity oh no just tell them if it's an mlm no thank you because here go look at john taylor's research on how it's set up to make everybody fail People at the top make the money. You're not going to make any money. No matter what they say, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Please don't do it. And you are the expert. You've, I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that had joined more than you. I am. And there's so many more that I looked at too, because I had family that was selling Mary Kay and they wanted me to get in and I bought from them and almost joined because I was doing Tupperware. And yeah, yeah, there's. <sighs> you are so funny. So in your expertise, what is the worst MLM in your opinion? Amway. 
Hands I agree. Down. <laughs> Hands down, Amway. What mm-hmm. is the hardest lesson that you learned during your time in MLM? To accept the fact that I have gifts I can share with other people. I don't need a company or a dogma telling me what I have to do with my life. Ooh, I start getting choked up saying that. That's beautiful. And last, which I think is really, you know, this is a great question for you because you have so much insight. What is a positive takeaway from your time in MLM? I've learned how there's a lot of mentors out there that were mentoring because they believed what they were doing was the right thing. And I believe inside they're really good people. They've just been misled by the dogma. That doesn't mean that they're insidious and they're out there trying to prey on people. They just need to be shown how to think for themselves. Um, I guess that doesn't really help. It just, um, gosh, there's so many people out there that just need to be shown that they have it within them to do something for themselves, not from not listening to the company. Um, and I know it's easy to get seduced by this company that's trying to tell you that their product's the best thing out there. It's, it's caused me to get this thick skin of skepticism. So when somebody comes to me, somebody did last night in our, our speakers coaching, and I could tell by the words she was using, she's in some company that has supplements, and I know it's an MLM. And I'm just trying to think, how do I diffuse this so she doesn't go and take advantage of the other members? It's helped me to be more aware of people around me and try to to steer the ones that are going the wrong way, try to steer them on a good path instead of a destructive one. It's kind of a rabbit hole answer. It totally works. No, it's a beautiful answer. Your awareness and the fact that people have ulterior motives is, is a hard thing to learn. But no, that's a great positive that that you took out of, I mean, what, 40 plus years in this industry? You know, the only bummer is it took you so long to figure it out, but you did figure it out. And now you're helping others figure it out. Yes. And that's what I want to do. So people don't have to go through 40 years before they realize it. Yeah. They don't have to go through what I did. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, Thanks for allowing me to, Roberta. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of it. I hope so. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.